I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Gallagher Show's YouTube channel for this spooktacular away looking ahead to um, what is probably a scary prospect of a game, another boring looking one by the sounds of it, um, away mm. at West Ham at the London Stadium. Um, joining us this week is friend of the podcast, Tony, from the West Ham Way USA podcast. Thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for having me again. I appreciate it. I had fun last time. Yeah, it was good. Um, I think last time we spoke a little bit about how West Ham are one of the harder teams to predict in the league. Um, I would say the same thing about you guys again. Another team, another season where you had the potential to fight for Europe, had the potential to go down. You just don't know with you guys. But how how has it been so far? Well, you know, it's funny. We're on a a run of four uh, games without a win just after we were, what, five or six games uh, unbeaten. So a complete different turnaround, and it all started when I was at the Crystal Palace game, I think maybe four weeks ago, when we had a chance to go third. Uh, here we are now sat 10th, right in the thick of it, but still above Tottenham, so I'm pretty happy there. Yeah, although that's not much of an accomplishment this season, I don't think. <laughs> I mean, hey, we're, for we're us, just... that's our cup final, as everybody in England likes to joke, so I'll, I'll take our wins while we can. Yeah. What, what, was the, what was the aim for West Ham this season, do you think? Because you had an okay season last year. Was it just to progress on that? Uh, I, I had us in our preseason table. I had us finishing eighth. I still don't think we're a European side. I don't think we have the depth. I don't think we have the strive. And that's exactly what we've seen so far from West Ham. You know, big games came up when we played against Palace. Like I said, we were winning. And then uh, they came back and scored two goals. We lost 2-1. Last week against Sheffield, we had another chance to go fifth. Uh, you should, even though Sheffield's doing very good away from home, we had a good chance at home at the London Stadium, and we drew one-one. So who knows what we're going to do against you guys this weekend? Yeah, what what would you attribute the the sort of streaky form to? Is there a problem with the manager? Is I always get the impression with West Ham that the squad's always they're always a bit unsettled because you're changing it quite often. What what do you think the main reason for that is? 
Well, West Ham is injury FC, so you know I'm not saying that I, that's why we rotate the squad so much. I think one of the main issues I have with the team is they just don't seem always up for the the t- the games against teams that we should either a beat or be competing against. We've beat Man United this season, and I know they they're struggling as well, but that's a big win for us. You know, uh, last season we had some massive wins and massive results, but then didn't show up against mid-table poor sides and again shows this season so um i i think it's a lack of motivation and that to me is on the manager i think pellegrini is a great manager but i think he needs to do a better job on that front yeah i think you could say a similar thing about newcastle this season that our uh, two wins have come against away at spurs and being yeah. man united so similar to you guys and but then drawing with brighton drawing with yeah. wolves drawing with watford we don't seem to be able to to up our game either. What have you made of Newcastle season so far? Similar to you guys? Well, yeah, and you guys will be right back in the thick of it as well with the win against us that I think is going to happen <laughs> on Saturday. So uh, I'm, I'm very, very nervous for your season, uh, for both of our seasons. You guys are right there in what, 17th, right on the cusp. But mm-hmm. what I said to somebody last week was this let's say we beat you guys on Saturday. We're going to be tied, depending on other results, could be up in fifth. But if we lose, and depending on other results, we could be right down in 16th. So that's the difference between three points so far this season, eight games in. Yeah, it's difficult. I think when you're down there in the table, I mean, you have Liverpool, Man City, who are always just ahead of everyone. But then you only need two or three wins and you bounce straight up there. And we've seen that previous seasons under Rafa where we were awful for the first half of the season, then beat everyone second half of the season, and all of a sudden we're in 10th. So it's all about just going on those big runs, I think. Um, it's, a, it's a shame because yeah. I liked Rafa. I, it's a shame that what happened this summer and what's going on with your club. But I, I mean, do you feel like you got? I'm not to run your podcast. But <laughs> no, that's do, fine. You, do, do you guys? Do you feel like you're still recovering from that, or do you think that there the, you'll get through and fight through as a club and as a fan base? Because I'm well, just curious too. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I think under Rafa, we were kind of. I mean, under Mike Ashley, we're always kind of in recovery mode because we're always playing catch up. We're always selling our best players, not investing. And Rafa was kind of just keeping us afloat, as as amazing as he was. I think Steve Bruce is recovering because I don't think he knows what system to play, and mm-hmm. he's tried he's tried a few times to do something different, and it hasn't worked. So he's reverted back to the Rafa system, which is five at the back with your two midfielders, your three um, attackers at the front. So, yeah, I, I think we are still recovering. And I think there's still a lot of fans who have no idea how, how what our best team is and how we're going to... Michael J for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post 9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org do anything um, our front three of Almiron, St. Maximin, Joe Linton have got one goal zero assist between them since they've been yeah. signed so where the goals are coming from it's really hard to see even though on paper the front three is really good um, mm-hmm. and I guess it's similar for you guys where on paper you're a good side but you're just not doing it for whatever reason yeah absolutely I agree with that yeah um, talked about injury FC um, obviously, one player who is the epitome of that is Andy Carroll. Uh, okay. We obviously we we signed him on a pay as you play basis, and he's already got injured. Uh, and the last club he played at was West Ham. And um, just wondered what you made of his time at West Ham. I think he started pretty well, scored a ridiculous overhead kick. I remember, um, yep. but 
is it just being blighted by injuries like he has been everywhere else? And Andy Carroll. So I was at the overhead kick game when he, when he, against Palace. Uh, that was my mom's first ever soccer game. So that <laughs> yeah. was a pretty cool, pretty cool day out. That's three quite a high bar Palace. to set for a goal. <laughs> I, I know. And then her last one was when we played you guys at the London Stadium. So she she's had her fair share of games um, for for an American mother. Anyway, long story short, I, I think when it comes to Andy Carroll, the thing about him was on his day he was unplayable. When, when he was on it, not injured, 100% fit, he's unplayable. He, he's, he's a little bit nimble with his feet, but still a big guy can get in the area. Uh, Andy Carroll's a fantastic player. I, yeah. I, have, I have not anything bad to say about Andy Carroll other than the fact that he can't get on the field. I don't know what he does is if he's not taking care of his body. I, I don't mean to speculate or cause uh, um, start any rumors because I have no know nothing about him specifically, but – there's got to be something there more to just being injury prone, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think the the difference is it's every club he's been at he's had the same problems. Um, I think there's been there's been problems with the past with Newcastle where all of our players seem you to know, get injured all the time, and that we thought maybe that was a problem initially with Andy Carroll, but it's the fact that every everywhere he goes he has the same problem, and it all seems to be a different injury. So I don't know if it's just the way his body is, or I know. You see this a lot with other sports people like cricket as well. It's just the way they land when they jump. It just they put mm-hmm. so much strain on the body. And obviously he's the kind of player where he spends more time in the air jumping than he does sort of on the ground. So I don't sure. think he'll ever know. And no medical team so far has been able to work it out. But I agree with you on his day. He's fantastic. Um, how, how do you think the best way to get... What's the uh, the way to get the most out of Andy Carroll, do you think? What, what I like to when, when he's on the pitch. When, <laughs> when he's on the pitch. Well, first yeah. of all, is hiring a... Uh, Hiring himself a personal doctor. That would be the first way to get him out there. Um, no, and I think what I like about Andy Carroll and the way he plays is he doesn't even – you don't even need him to score goals. Uh, I get in arguments with my buddy all the time about strikers are there to score goals. But if you if you pair him with somebody that, that can – if he has good hold-up play and can knock the ball down and get assist play, then I, I don't see – I don't see it being an issue if he's not scoring goals. So what I liked when he paired with uh, Chicharito Hernandez and got that type of style going where Hernandez was just a little fox in the box and got himself in positions when Andy could just give him the ball when they were both on the field. Yeah, well, it's funny you say that because when he was at his best for Newcastle, it was when he was paired up with Kevin Nolan, who mm-hmm. he, he a similar sort of player where he didn't do a lot other than put the ball in the back of the net. And I think that's the ideal pairing you want. So there's been a lot of talk about bringing Dwight Gale back into the team, and I think that would that would be a, a decent strike partner to pair him up with. Um, another player we we talked about him last year actually, um, mm-hmm. and I did this. It was a bit harsh to this. I thought he's American. He'll know about Almiron coming from MLS. Um, but we we talked about him in depth, and you said how there was quite a lot of pressure on his shoulders from across the pond because there was kind of you know it's a player moving from MLS to the Premier League as opposed to just being a retirement league. And you said there was a lot of pressure on him to prove that the standard was there in the MLS. Um, do you think he's done enough to show that standard yet, or do you think he's lagging behind a little? Oof. I, I think he's done okay. I, I, I don't have a I don't have a strong opinion on it. I, I, I think that I'd like to see him do a little bit more, get get more minutes into the side and prove. But at the same time, if you, if you're playing in a side that, how do I put this, with not being disrespectful, but you guys are in 17th, you know. Um, Every, it's not just one player who will struggle. Everybody struggles. 
you know, and, and, and I think that's how that goes with Almarion, you know, and his Atlanta team, they, they just lost in the conference semifinals in the MLS cup this week. That was actually last night and they could have used him, but at the same time, you know, with your Newcastle side, I, I think he's a very good player. And, and when he, he's the type of player that needs other people around him though. And that's how, mm. that's how I feel. I think he's a fantastic player. He reminds me of Lanzini where where Lanzini for West Ham did a fantastic job when he when we had Dimitri Payet because mm. Payet was able to draw players off of Lanzini giving him extra space. Uh, I think Amarion could really use that help. Yeah, I, I think don't think he's the guy to draw space. Yeah, I think that's fair enough. I mean, you talk, you talk about Payet, that season he had, it was, it was an absolute joke. He had about seven players marking him, so it's no, no wonder Lanzini yeah. had, had that. Yeah, I agree. That, that's been a main... Um, issue with Newcastle this season is all three of the attacking players look so exposed. Joe Linton, £40 million striker, looks all right, but can't get near the ball. Almiron, he just kind of has to run into defenders. The only player who really looks like doing anything is St. Maximin, who is that sort of freakish player who can just run past anyone. I think he's got the best dribbling stats in Europe so far this season, which is ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, struggling. Um, looking at the game itself, how do you see West Ham setting up? Is it an easy team to predict? Um, well, the thing about it right with West Ham right now is we don't really have much options. I, I, I think the way we've been trying to rotate the side with these injuries has, has not been, has not been very good by Pellegrini. Part of the problem is we have a few creative players and they can't all be on the field at the same time. Uh, we have a position battle with having Pablo Fornals who just came in for 20 million, uh, trying to fight Lanzini's trying to get both of them in the side. But then you also have injured Wilshire trying to get in the side, but you're not going to sit Mark Noble, even though he's older, he's the engine of our team. You're definitely not going to sit Declan Rice. So we have a whole bunch of center midfielders that really trying to get into the side and our outside play is, is, is not very good. Yarmolenko came off that serious injury last year. Um, Antonio just got injured this year. So they're trying to rotate that and there's no one to rotate with. And then Felipe Anderson has not been on his game. He's in poor form right now. And then last but not least to say it on, on top, Sebastian Allaire, our, our amazing striker that we just got, and he's been playing well, but Allaire's issue is he's not getting service again. And that's he had plenty of service the first few games and we went on that run and he was scoring goals. His hold-up play was fantastic. He's strong but fast. Sebastian Allaire is a fantastic player, but when he doesn't have service, man, is that guy struggling. Yeah, I've, no, I've noticed that with West Ham. He looked good in those first few games, but he, he, lo he looks like a lazy player because when he's on his own, he can't really do a lot. He's not very mobile. So same, similar problem to us. And, and I think if you are... If you are going to get anything out of this game, I, I think you'll do okay in this game. You're going to have to... I think that's why Snodgrass did quite well when he came on last week because he's someone who can actually take the ball, carry it, create some space, get it whipped in the box. Mm -hmm. um, looking at the, the downsides of West Ham defensively, maybe, um, oh, yeah. where, where do you think we can hurt you guys? So we lost, obviously, uh, um, Fabianski. And that, that was a big, big loss for us. So our backup goalkeeper, Roberto, has been okay. He's made some good saves, but he's also been peppered and, and absolutely just, just beat up. So, and he allowed, I think so far, maybe a few goals where I was a little bit questioning, like, oh, come on, man, you can't get beat near post, uh, but that close or, or stuff like that. So where, where I think Fabianski makes the save and, and that's what makes Fabianski amazing. And so critical to this West Ham side is when the defense is lacking and he's getting peppered with the uh, shots, 
he he typically stops the majority of them. Uh, Roberto is having a tougher time. So if you guys could just put it on frame, I, I think you guys have a much, uh, very, very good chance of getting a result. Yeah, uh, it's it's a difficult one, this, because um, last week we played Wolves and mm-hmm. we said there that both teams were quite similar in that we don't really like to have the ball. We like to break because we're not very good with the ball. Um, do you guys play in that similar way or are you more of a possession team? Do you try and be more of a possession team? Seeing as we're at home, I highly suspect that we will have close to 60% possession. I mean, that's what happened last week against Sheffield. We had 61 to 39% possession. Um, another argument, me and my buddy who's sitting across the room over there have an argument about uh, possession. I think it's very important to control the game, but what really matters is the goals that are in the back of the net. And we drew 1-1, even though we completely controlled the game, controlled the chances. I felt like we were all on top of Sheffield. But in the end, shared the points, 1-1. Yeah, well... We, you're right. You'll definitely have more possession, barring something freak happening. We haven't had the, uh, we haven't had the majority possession in any of our games so far. Even at home to Watford, even at home to Brighton. So we can't control a game. That's the problem we're having. Um, so I think if I had to kind of predict how this one was going to go, I can just see it being lots of sideways passes from West Ham, the odd chance, but I really can't see many goals in it. We've not scored more than one goal all season. I don't know what your goal scoring's been like, but I, I don't think it's been fantastic as much as I like. Like you say, I do like some of your players. I do like Yarmolenko. Run the Army's race in person at the Pentagon. Army 10-Miler general registration is now open. Go to Army10Miler.com to register today. General registration presented by General Dynamics. Register today at Army10Miler.com. Alaire looks good, but again, he looks like he, he just bored every game because he doesn't have the ball. Philip Anderson's good, but streaky. Yep. Now, spot on can't really i can't really say anything more logical than that to be honest i don't know what your thoughts are no i mean i don't i don't i don't think anything more than a nil nil or one one i i just i we haven't been scoring goals and and we seem to be all on top of the teams like i said previously we've we've been murdering teams with possession and chances but we can't find the net nobody wants to score nobody wants to put it in a good position to score so uh i like i said i think nil nil one one maybe yeah, it's hard to disagree with that. I mean, we both might be horribly wrong and it might be a Liverpool 5, Arsenal 5 like we saw yesterday, which was crazy, but we've got nowhere near as much talent on the pitch as those two teams, no way. Yeah, well, I'm just glad I get to sleep in until 11 instead of 10 o'clock. I get an extra hour since uh, <laughs> for the time difference. So that works out for me since I normally uh, watch at home rather than get to go to every game. Yeah. Uh, the last time you called me, just coincidentally, I was going. But other than that, I typically watch on the TV. Yeah, well, I don't think we can blame you. You're very far away, so I don't think anyone can <laughs> accuse. But you go to you go to more games than a lot of people in England do, so I don't think people can criticize you for that. What what's the what's the next West Ham game on the calendar for you then? Uh my my next West Ham game hopefully will be Sheffield away in January, and then I'm actually my buddy, my co-host, and this is a new con- Newcastle podcast. Uh, my co-host is actually going to be up in Newcastle for the game, the away fixture for us home for you guys yeah. uh, in April. And then we're both going to Burnley at home together. So that, oh, that's, I wanted to go to the Newcastle, but I've already been there and I'm trying to do the 92. So I need to pick another game. So Sheffield, I'm at 19, which I think is pretty good for an American 19. I, out think of 92. I think that's better than me, to be honest with you. So, and I don't think anyone would want to go up those 5 million steps in the Newcastle away. And again, I know it gets a lot of stick for that. 
Listen, I needed an oxygen tank last time I was there. I was I was about throwing up halfway th- up the stairs because of all the beer I had. So that that was not a, a walk. I was about to take the disabled uh, elevator. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. I think we're the only Premier League ground uh, who don't have them on the bottom floor because I think we basically just said fuck the regulations and just left them up there. So sorry about that. Can't do anything. That's just just, my just take the thing. fine. Just take the fine and say fuck it. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. Oh, sorry. So, I don't know if I can yeah, cuss on here. Nah, it doesn't matter. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's probably about does it. To be honest, nil nil draw, <laughs> the most exciting yeah. um, interview I've done so far. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think if I had to, if I had to summarize, I just say I think both teams will cancel each other out. Nil nil one one. Yeah, absolutely. Neither neither of us seem very confident. We both love our sides and we're both excited to talk about them. But when it comes to the actual play on the field, I really don't expect much from either side this weekend. So on that positive note, <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll let you go. I'll let you enjoy your Halloween night. I know you don't like Halloween, but uh, the night's ahead of you now. So I'll let you get away. But uh, thanks very much for coming on once again. And I wish you all the best for Saturday. Yeah, I appreciate it. If anyone wants to follow me, it's Tony Clark Dupe on Twitter and uh, West Hamway US Pod uh, on Twitter is our podcast. And I really appreciate the time and having me on. That was really exciting and fun. And I look forward to listening back. No worries, man. Thanks very much. Yep. Have a good one. Cheers. Now through June 29th, you can earn up to four times rewards points on your favorite products throughout the store at Safeway. Shop for items like Coca-Cola products, Deer Park Natural Spring Water, Dannon Light and Fit Yogurt, Mott's Original Applesauce, Heinz Ketchup, and McCormick Spices. And earn up to four times bonus reward points to use for discounts on gas or groceries. Visit Safeway.com or download the Safeway For You app to earn your reward points today. Offer valid through June 29th. See store for more details. Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.